The LA Clippers find themselves with one of the best records in the NBA at the All-Star break and the third seed in the West with a strong chance of potentially getting the number one seed. It's been a roller coaster of a season for the Clippers. And in this episode, you're going to hear about the entire ride, where they're at now, what's led to their record, and their chances of winning the championship. Gonna be talking about it all on today's Locked On All-Star Break Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir, you are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Vaziri, born and raised in the great city of L.A. and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. sports, NBA, and L.A. Clipper content. And Locked on Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know. Give a grade at the All-Star break uh, for the Clipper season so far. A through F. You can do A+, plus, A-, minus, whatever you'd like, but we're going to talk about all of it. You know, a little season in review. It's the All-Star break right now. It's a time for reflection. We don't play again until Thursday against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which should be a very great game, a huge game in the standings with them being just above us. But let's talk about the season as a whole. And to start things off, I want to talk about the mindset. To talk about this season, you got to go back to last season. And last season, going into it, there was an expectation that the national media, Clipper Nation, and a lot of people had, that Kawhi Leonard's back, you just won 42 games without Kawhi Leonard for 82 of them, and Paul George for 51 of them in the 2021-22 season, you get Kawhi Leonard back, you add John Wall, you bring back a lot of the guys like Robert Covington, Norman Powell, these guys that you traded for, and you're going to attack this regular season And this is the year the Clippers can finally go all the way with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But it ended up being an absolute disaster of a season, starting with Kawhi Leonard's setback when he got injured after three games, and they just listed him as day-to-day for like the next five to ten games. It was crazy. I mean, we didn't know what was going on. It was going back to that lack of transparency that the Clippers seem to always have with Kawhi Leonard's injuries. But we just were never able to get a rhythm, you know, early on in last season. And then Kawhi did come back, and then he got injured three games in when he sprained his ankle against the Jazz. And then finally we got he and Paul George back, both from injury, against the Hornets in early December. Kawhi had that game winner, and we... It felt like we were starting to get back to things, but Ty Lue also had this weird, you know, bias towards Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris last season that just lasted too long, and then they were upset when they were getting threatened to be taken out of the rotation, and then when they got taken out of the rotation, they just were kind of malcontents on the team, and it just was a mess, you know, mixed with the fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard could never really gain a rhythm. We kind of had too many players that expected to get minutes for their own good. 
And the act, the most ridiculous thing was the downplaying of the regular season throughout it by the Clippers. You know, Nicholas Batum last season said, don't expect anything till Christmas. I understand that part of that is because Kawhi Leonard's hurt. You know, you don't have the, the team fully healthy. But to say something like that, you know, when we have expectations to win it all, and every team that's won it all besides the 95 Rockets and the 69 Celtics have been a top three seed. So being great in the regular season does coincide with winning the championship. And for him to say that was just crazy. And then Kawhi Leonard just downplaying the importance of the regular season as well, saying, you know, I don't care what happens in the regular season. It's all about the playoffs. I get it. You are amazing in the playoffs. And you're great in the regular season too. But you are the leader of the team. And it's not just about Kawhi being great in the playoffs. You need the whole team to be rolling on all cylinders. So... Again, and then Ty Lue, just the, the constant downplaying and saying, like, we just want to be healthy in the regular season and we'll let the chips fall where they may. And that's not an attitude of a team that is focused on getting a high seed. It didn't matter to them. They just wanted to roll the dice, whatever seed they got. And that was a complete arrogance. So this season, and it dates back to the preseason, training camp, uh, summer league, Every time Ty Lue and Lawrence Frank were in, interviewed, they kept saying, we want to take the regular season seriously. We want to respect the regular season. We just we want to get the best seed we can and then let the chips fall where they may. Not, oh, we just got to be healthy and whatever seed we get, we're cool with it. It's because they got humbled. It sucks to say, and I hate that it, last season had to happen for them to do this, but they got humbled. They were too arrogant. They thought that it didn't matter what seed they could get. But it's about building good habits in the regular season. You win and you build confidence and continuity and reps throughout the team. Put yourself in situations that you're going to potentially be in in the playoffs. That's what the regular season's about. They disrespected it. Hence why they're saying they respected it. So even before we got James Harden, the attitude in training camp, the attitude in those first couple of games. You know, I said early on this season that we've had more games where we've blown teams out and rested our starters in the fourth then last season where we had more games where we waved the white flag because we were getting blown out. We had, like, within 20 games, we had more blowouts in favor of us than what happened last season where we were constantly waving the white flag and, you know, load managing games when we needed wins. It was just a disaster. This season, the load management has kind of gone out the window. I mean, it, it seems so Kawhi Leonard played in the All-Star game, by the way. So he's completely fine. He said what injury when asked about it. So clearly it was load management. So we haven't completely taken load management out of things. So Kawhi Leonard, he has missed one game with load management, and then he missed four games with injury. And then Paul George has only missed three games. So we are really not doing the load management stuff this year like that. Not the way we have in the past. And it's also been good luck. So it, things have been really different around here. Absolutely. Just the approach to the regular season. You know, Ty Lu. I haven't had much bad things or criticisms. I haven't had too much criticism or bad things to say about him this season. And a lot of Clipper fans aren't as well. And one, of course, that's because he's got more talent. But two, you can easily lose with talent. You can't win without it, though. And Ty Lue's doing a good job, in my opinion. I know a lot of commenters constantly agree, and we can disagree. That's fine. But I think he's doing a fine job. You know, he's getting the most out of basically everyone. It's been an unfortunate situation in terms of Westbrook. We know he could probably give more, given a bigger role. But this is the role he has to play for this team, given the trade that we made for Harden. And as far as, you know, getting him to buy in, what about all the man management stuff? 
You know, I guess now it's kind of going sour with Bones and, of course, P.J. Tucker. But he got Bones to be the biggest cheerleader for the longest time. And I think it's only natural now that Bones is like, I'm not going to play anymore. So I don't know if I want to do this. But for the most part, I think Tyloo's done a great job of getting the guys to be motivated on a nightly basis. I haven't had too many problems with his lineups or anything like that. And I think we've been serious. I really do. So I think the approach to the season is the biggest difference. And that's why I say things have been different here. And we stand at a 36-17 and 17 record. But coming up, going to be talking about the biggest thing that made this season go from an under-the-radar potential we can sneak up on teams to on everyone's radar and the talk of the NBA world, the trade for James Harden, and what it has led to on the court. i got to tell you a little something about Grammarly. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. I have to send a ton of emails through different uh, works of mine all the time, texts, you name it. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done in the workplace. And Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. Better writing means a stronger impact. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. By understanding your writing in context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. Their tone suggestions help you navigate even the most difficult work conversations. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right. So let's talk about the event that turned this season upside down for the Clippers. And, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't mean upside down in, in the sense of good to bad or bad to good, but just in terms of the attention that we were getting, you know, we were talking about going under the radar, you know, being less seen, no, not as many nationally televised games. Nobody expects anything from us because of the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul, George. But then we made a trade for James Harden when we were 3-1 and one on the season. Actually, no, we were 2-1. and one. We made the trade for James Harden, and it was obviously extremely controversial. I had my opinions of it. Ultimately, we didn't end up giving too much. And at first, it was a disaster. I mean, having I thought that that big four wasn't going to work if they all started. That was what I was very adamant about. And I was also very adamant that Russell Westbrook wouldn't go to the bench. And when we were 3-7, and seven, and everybody was clowning us, and we were 0-5 with James Harden, it was bad, you know, six game losing streak. It felt like all we went from we're three and one, we're more serious this year. Russell Westbrook, Bones Highland, everybody's in their proper roles. Now, James, we make a big splash and you got to figure things out now. And I think we, it was good that we did it early. Of course, 
if they were going to pull the trigger, they probably should have done it in tra- uh, in the summer, but they didn't want to give up Terrence Mann. There was that whole thing. Now, I know a lot of people probably wish we would have given up Terrence Mann, but I think no regrets. You know, Robert Covington's been injured a lot this year. Nico's been pretty good, but I'd rather have Terrence, you know, going past this year as well. And I think we've been fine with what we've gotten so far. I can't really complain with the results of things. But we got James Harden when we got him. And once Russell Westbrook agreed to go to the bench, I know there was a story about how he volunteered, but I don't believe it. I've said that many times. I've heard that, you know, he just went to the bench. or He was he was put on the bench, essentially. I don't know if that was Ty Lue's call, the front office's call. But he has been a good sport about it. And that's the one thing I didn't know. Would he sacrifice and accept this on a team where he was already basically asked to be the point guard, the starting point guard that they didn't have, and now you're replacing him with one of his good friends that you're saying, you know, you would rather have him be the point guard. And the fact that he's been able to sacrifice for his friend, and I think one of the things I underestimated was their friendship, and that Russ would be willing to sacrifice for a team that's treated him well. And he's been just awesome in his role off the bench, bringing energy on a night-to-night basis. Some games where we you know, really need to kick up the ass. He comes in and gives everything he's got. You know, relentless rim pressure, getting to the basket, some really good defense this season. Just always adding to the collective energy, noise level, emotion to the game, especially at home. And he's bought into that role and he's been pretty damn great in it. He hasn't missed a game this season. He's played in all 53. He's the only Clipper to have played in every single game besides Norman Powell. And this season, Russell Westbrook is averaging 11.4 points a game, 5.4 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and 1.1 steals. He has started 10 games. Those are the first 10 games of the season. We were 3-7, and seven, and then he's come off the bench for the other 43. He's shooting 46% from the field this season, so pretty good. And then 28% from three, which is obviously not very good. But Russ, I think I've been very satisfied with him. And ever since he's made that sacrifice, we have gone 33-10. and 10. 33-10, and 10. and a big reason, James Harden. I mean, he's come in, he's given his pick-and-roll mastery to the team. He's kind of revived that Brooklyn role where he's got two guys that are going to be the first and second scoring options, but he's still going to have the ball in his hands the most, you know, running the show. And I think James has done a really good job of balancing when to be in attack mode, when to give Kawhi and Paul George the ball. I think he has really, for the most part, made... And obviously Westbrook has had to sacrifice and at times he takes away from Westbrook because he wants the ball in his hands. But everybody else, I think James Harden is elevated. I really do. And he is bought in defensively. You know, I'm not going to say he's been great, but he's been better than I believed he would be. I obviously have, I've always said, even me who isn't a huge fan of the way James Harden plays, I always said that the defensive stuff is a little overblown. He puts in a little more effort than people think. And he's not as bad as people think where they can always abuse him. But I think he's been even a little bit better than that. I think he's been decent this season defensively. And he's done everything you can really ask for for him, from him. And then Kawhi Leonard's been so great. I mean, the fact that he's been healthy. Who would have ever thought after all these injuries, you know, year five for him as a Clipper. Yeah, of course, it really feels like four because he didn't play in 2022. He's averaging 24 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. And he's shooting 53% from the field, 45% from three, which is top five in the league. Last I checked, it was top three. And 89% from the line. So he's 1% away from averaging 50, 40, 90. He plays really good defense. And his defensive responsibility has gone up since we traded for Harden because we lost some of that front court depth. 
So he's had to be that backside rim protector whenever Ivica Zubac or Mason Plumlee gets pulled out of the paint. And he's been just phenomenal, in my opinion, in these in this aspect. He doesn't guard the best player every night anymore, but he's had to guard elite players more since we traded for Harden. And I think he's done such a great job. And then those stats that I listed don't even do him justice because a lot of the games we've been blowing teams out. And that's the special part about this Clipper team this season is we've blown out good teams. We've blown out bad teams. We've won close games against bad teams. We've won close games against good teams. But the main thing is we've made winning a habit. And I've said that many times. It's not just building winning habits. When you're healthy and you have this much talent, three stars, and then Westbrook, who some games he plays like a star himself, and then Norman Powell, who's a six-man-of-the-year candidate, averaging you know 15 points a game, sorry, 13 points a game on... 49.5% from the field and 45% from three, 45% from three, you know, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of basketball games, but the continuity, the the fact that these guys have been healthy, knock on wood, and I'm still knocking, they just, they're building winning habits and they've made winning a habit. They've really beaten teams up, went on that nine game winning streak, six and one on the Grammy trip, smacking Boston on the road. I mean, they've made some statements. They could compete against very good teams. So it starts with a sacrifice, you know. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, in my opinion, haven't had to sacrifice too much. Of course, Paul George sacrifices touches. Kawhi the same. But I think they've wanted this. They wanted a point guard to take the ball out of their hands. I think they were probably okay, whether it be Russ or Harden, but it's both, right? And then Russell Westbrook and Bones Highland, to me, have had to make the biggest sacrifices. Of course, James Harden's not shooting and scoring as much, but he still is doing what he wants to do, and that's have the ball in his hands the most, most more than anybody on the team, which is what is, what's happening. Russ and Bones, they've had to really be good sports about this, and Bones, it looks like, you know, from what we're hearing, could be reaching his wit's end, but Russell Westbrook, I think he's just been awesome about it. So you need sacrifice to win championships. Every single champion says it, and right now you're seeing that from the Clippers, and that's why it's working out, so... Shout out to everybody. They've done such a great job. The guys like Ivica Zubac is having such a great season. And James Harden has definitely elevated him, having an elite pick-and-roll player he's never really had, uh, Ivica Zubac. And then Daniel Tice, you know, when Mason Plumlee was out for so long, he came in and was such a great backup with energy, you know, protecting the rim best he can, being good in the pick-and-rolls, finishing around the basket, and just always giving us effort. And then Amir Coffey, you know, his spot has been freed up because of James Harden's arrival and us losing Rocco, Morris, and Nico. And you're seeing how great he's, he really is as a player. He works well off the catch. He has that pull-up mid-range when guys close out hard on him at the three. He can make the three. He's shooting it at a, let's see, Amir Coffee, 45% from three. He's shooting 56% from the field. I mean, are you kidding me? These are great, crazy shooting splits. And then Terrence Mann, while he's been a little underwhelming offensively this season... He has started, and he's finally consistently gotten that role, and he's doing a very good job of guarding the best player every single night and doing a decent enough job for us to win a lot of games. And that's all that matters. Less is more sometimes, and we don't want, you know, so much, so many guys that want the ball in that starting lineup. And coming up, going to be looking at some lineup data uh, overall this season, some interesting things, and also looking at the straight-up championship chances of the Clippers. What are our weaknesses and what do some potential series look like? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. 
The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-sized crossover for your next adventure. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, to the Clippers, 36-17 and 17 this season, 3-2 and two without Kawhi. Paul George is averaging 22.5 points a game, 5 rebounds, 3.6 assists, only .1 less assists than Kawhi, and only .1 less steals than Kawhi, 1.6 for Paul. And he's shooting 46% from the field and 39 from 3 and 91 from the line. So he's still shooting really well as well. He's been good. I mean, he's a deserved all-star. You can also argue, though, that James Harden's been even better than him. 17.5 points a game for James, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, a steal, and 1 block. And funny enough, James Harden is actually 3rd on our team. Actually, 2nd on our team in blocks, tied with Kawhi Leonard and Daniel Tice. If it's Zubats, obviously 1st. But that's pretty impressive, is it not? James Harden tied for 3rd on the team in blocks. I'm sorry, tied for second on the team in blocks. So there you go. And as far as James Harden, this is the lowest PPG he's had since the 2012 season with the Oklahoma City Thunder coming off the bench. So that tells you his sacrifice to a degree. Now, some interesting lineup data. If you're wondering, how come Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Paul George and them don't play together much? Well, here's the thing. We've started to see some signs that those four, the big four, can play together with a spacer. With Ivica Zubats, they've played 71 minutes with the four of them, and they have a minus 26.7 net rating. So it has not been good. Now, there is a lineup of Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Terrence Mann and Paul George. And that lineup is... And that lineup has played only 29 minutes and they're minus five in net rating. But the Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell lineup that we've seen recently, they've played 20 minutes. They are a plus 47.7 net rating. And of all five player lineups the Clippers have used this season that have played 20 or more minutes, they are the best in terms of that net rating statistic. So Westbrook, Harden, Paul, Kawhi, and Norm. We've had some success with that. But in terms of four-man lineups, the James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell quartet, a lot of times with the Vita Zubats, that lineup has been our most successful this season. Of all lineups that have played 70 minutes or more, 70 minutes or more, the lineup of Harden, Paul, Kawhi, Norman, Zoo is our best with 28.8 net rating. Then the other one is our starting lineup, plus Zoo and Plumlee. They're very similar net rating-wise. 
Um, and then Westbrook, Kawhi, Norm, Tyson, Coffee with a plus 5.2. So that's a little interesting tidbits for you right there. The James Harden, Paul, Kawhi, Norm, Zubats lineup is pretty lethal to end games. And then we've seen some success now with the big four plus a spacer. So look for that as the season continues. Um, but yeah, as far as the weaknesses, the Clippers have shown a tendency to struggle against big athletic teams. A lot of times with multiple bigs. Because our weaknesses, we lost some stuff in the front court, right? So even though we're a slower team now since we got Harden, we do not play as much fast-paced ball. You know, before the season, it was all about running, running, pace, pace. That favors guys like Bones, like Terrence, like Amir, like Russ. But when we got Harden, it's more like, okay, Harden and Kawhi, they're great in the half court. We want to slow things down. We're an older team. You know, Zubats as well is not much of a run-and-gun guy. So... The thing about it is when the game becomes slow, when we play against teams that have more size than us, we seem to struggle. And a lot of times it comes down to can they get two of our three stars, Harden, Paul, and Kawhi, two of them to have a bad night on the same game. And when they do, a lot of times we lose. For example, Minnesota has shown to be our biggest issue this season. They have so much size. You know, We don't really have a power forward anymore. Kobe Brown and P.J. Tucker are our best options. We tried P.J. Tucker. He could not stay in front of anybody defensively anymore. And offensively, not only could he not shoot the ball, he didn't want the ball. He was being completely ignored. He couldn't get the ball over the rim consistently when he was spotting up from the corner anymore. Every shot was short. And then Kobe Brown is just a little young. So Amir Coffey has stepped into that role off the bench, but he's not a four. He's just a wing. So when teams have multiple bigs, you've seen the Lakers. You know, they've had a better matchup with us this season, and they've rolled out Christian Wood and Anthony Davis. And one of our problems is Kawhi, Paul, and Harden against really good defenses, they seem to struggle to get to the basket. And that was a problem for us for years with Paul and Kawhi. They struggled to get to the basket. That's why we brought in Bones, Russ, Harden. And Harden definitely helps, and Russ definitely helps too. But what I've noticed is when teams have a great point of attack defender, obviously they're going to need multiple against us, but a great point of attack defender for Harden and a really good drop big that could potentially switch and not get abused, that's when we struggle. Because what they do is they play the pick and roll straight up, no switch, and they stay home on our shooters, and they trust that the big can guard two at once for a sec, and the point of attack guy can stay attached to Harden because he's not as quick anymore. So I'm a little bit worried about that come playoff time. I'm not really that worried about teams like Phoenix, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, but teams with size. You know, Cleveland gave us problems, but Minnesota, Denver, the Lakers. The Lakers, I hate to say it, I think we're much better than them, but we don't have the same bodies for LeBron that we used to with Nico, Senior, Rocco. But I don't, I don't think we're going to play the Lakers. But yeah, Warriors, I'm not worried about either. So as far as the championship chances, the Clippers are doing everything in the regular season right now. That is showing you they're serious about winning the championship. I know Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they have their reputations in the playoffs. We've seen them fall short several times. We've also seen them do great things a lot of times. But it's really about Kawhi Leonard. He's the reason why the Clippers are taken seriously in the first place. At the end of the All-Star game on Sunday, they were uh, Brian Anderson was asking Reggie Miller and Candace Parker on the call who they've got coming out the West. And Reggie said us and the Nuggets are his two favorites. And Candace said the Clippers. I think they're coming out of the West. I think they're built for the playoffs. So, and that's because of Kawhi. If it was just Harden, Paul, George, let's say it was Harden, Paul, George, Siakam, and Westbrook. You think they'd say that? No, it's all about Kawhi. He's the man that makes us serious. And because of that, and because James Harden's back in that third option role, 
that we never saw him really complete that story in Brooklyn, and now Paul George can be healthy with Ty Lue, with a healthy Kawhi, because the only time Paul George has been a second option with uh, Kawhi healthy was the bubble. Never even with Ty Lue, he never got to complete the postseason. So the chip chances are as high as ever for the Clippers. This is the best Clipper team in Clipper history, um, and I'm saying that to you because we've never had a third star like that, and we have our best number one option uh, and Kawhi Leonard. That's really what it boils down to for me. Our number one option is the best. And we have a third star. We've never had that. In my opinion, that's a super team. Three clear-cut stars. And James Harden is a clear-cut star. It just so happens that, you know, there's a lot of great guards in the West. It is what it is. But the Clippers are 36-17 and 17 right now, right? And in 2013, when we won 56 games, we were also 36 and 17 at this point. Now, the 2013 14 season was our best record ever 57 wins, 25 losses. And at this point, we were 35 and 18. So we're actually better this season. And then the other season, 2014 15, where we won 56 games, we were. 34 and 19. So two games worse. So we're tied for our best ever mark at this stage of the season. And I think we're going to, oh man, are we going to get 58 wins? That'd be crazy. But we're just going to take it one game at a time. Keep playing Clipper basketball. And that next game's OKC. But we'll have more episodes before then. I'm not sure what they're going to be on yet, but we'll figure it out. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, LA Sports, and NBA content. Just did an episode recently where I talked about every West team and timestamped it. Locked on Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the challenge is still on. Can you guys get us to 5,000 subscribers before the season resumes? Please, I would love that. Tell your friends, tell your Clipper fans, show some love. The age old proverb continues Go Clippers. Make sure you let me know what you think in the comments. Are great for the season, A through F. I'm going to give us. And A minus.